Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f we want. Welcome back to the Kinjas Podcast. Moved in, in the shadows. We are your host, Ben. I'm Charles. And I'm Mike Fell. And guys, today in the house, we have a Kinja in the house. His name is Ving Nguyen, guys. Hey! Yo, yo, yo. He dances really good. Choreographs really good, and we're happy that you're here, man. Hey, hey dude. In, dude. I am happy to be here. I've hey. never honestly done a podcast before, so I'm really excited to share with you guys and just everyone who's listening Heck to just yeah. pick my brain, pick everything out, whatever you want. We are honored yeah. to have you on here. Hey guys, you know what was really cool about this? So before we started recording, Ving came in with like like a page of notes of like, here's what he wanted to talk about. And I was like, <laughs> Ving, we need to save this for when we record. Because to this day, he's the most prepared guest that we've ever had. But I think uh, that's really interesting because that just goes to show the creative process in the way that you literally do everything from dancing to preparing for a, a podcast. And um, I want to talk about that, man. Yeah. Well. And like, uh, again, uh, this this show, Movement in the Shadows, I mean, yeah, that's something that Ken just kind of uses as like a, a slogan or a tagline. But it's really, um, it's the mentality, it's the hustle, it's the work, it's the things that people don't know uh, off of just what they see as a snapshot of your life, whether it's on Instagram or whatever. And um, like you literally preparing like this is like, that's such a movement in the shadows thing. Like I would have never known that you prepare in such a way. Um, And I think that's really cool, man. It shows just your care for your craft as well as um, a a cool little glimpse of how your mind works, man. So peek into your brain. Yeah. yeah, peek into it all you want. It's honestly really just because I've I've never done a podcast before, and I know that everyone that's come before me has been like amazing at what they do. And even just to have this hour here, like with you guys, or two hours, or three hours, or however oh, long, on, <laughs> however long yeah. it is, I want it to re- be like really purposeful and intentful. And for the listeners, just to gain some insight into like who I am. Oh, if you don't know who I am, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Babe? What are you doing here? Uh, He's my brother. Charles <laughs> uh, Long. Um, lost yeah. No. Well, same last name. Yeah. Not related, but that's another story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mostly, everyone who's probably listening is like a Kinjas fan or knows that I create a lot for the Kinjas and just like choreography or whatever it is behind the scenes. Um, something I just love to do, and I just wanted to come through today with like just you know sharp focus and just purposeful things to say that's all yeah well i think um sure yeah we can all vouch for your your dance ability and um but i think just in coming to know your uh, personality over the years and um just seeing your growth as uh as a man and as an artist um sure and that includes dance and and creating and choreographing um, I, I really admire your passion for the things that you care about, man. Word. So um, that's really cool that you prepped in this way. And so, um, but yeah, we can it's get into awesome. it. It's, it's, it's really freaking awesome. Um, we can get into it, man. So, I mean, obviously, yeah, dance is like your trade. Mm-hmm. Um, give us a, like a brief history of like, where are you from? Uh, you know, what city did you grow up into? How did dance enter your life? For sure. Um, I want to touch on this just a little bit because I know that there's also a lot of things that I want to be able to talk about. But in short, I'm from San Diego, California, and uh, there's like a huge dance community down there that's um, honestly really different from up in L.A. It's like very industry oriented and the entertainment industry here is just so, so vast and so large. But in San Diego, it's really just for the pure passion and Mm -hmm. hobby of it a lot of people down there are like dancers and students as was i at one point Mm -hmm. um but finding my way to la just kind of having a huge and like bigger perspective change with like everyone here in kinjas and Mm -hmm. you know charlie mike ben and everybody so um i've gained a lot of random and different experiences throughout the years but uh Maybe that's, you know, for another <laughs> conversation. Sure. Or if it happens, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. But I know it's just a long-ass story. and um, Yeah. Mm. Sick. So was, um, like, I mean, right now, I would, would you say that you're dancing professionally now? Yeah, okay. uh, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, if you get paid by dancing, then I guess you're... 
dancing professionally. That's like the definition. Right? <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. Not in a way that you'd expect, like um, in like a backup dancer kind of way. Sure. I actually like choreograph yeah. a lot and create a lot for like different artists or projects or um, self vision. Yeah, Kinjas. Yeah, kind of for the Kinjas too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like uh, <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. Just going back even to what you said earlier about um, being, I guess or at least trying to become prepared on the way here. Yeah. I had a, just a rollout like questionnaire for people on who follow me on social media of like, Hey, what do you guys want to know? Like That's I've tight. never That's done wild. this before. <laughs> like yeah. I know people who come up to me after class all the time and ask me like crazy loaded questions. Like what's your life? Or like, <laughs> how do you do this? Or like, what do you think of this? And I think this is the perfect platform for that. Yeah, so. it's hard to answer your what's your life question in like five seconds, right? <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. kind of need a little bit more time. Yeah, man, if you want to get into it, dude, we can roll right into that, man. Yeah, totally. One of the biggest questions that I've received as a uh, choreographer, I've done a lot of stuff for, um, I don't even know where to start. Can like, you read off your resume right now? This is what I had written down. Because I mean, he's worked with the Chainsmokers, Cirque du Soleil, BTS, uh, Icon, SM's XL, Helena Fisher, Taboo, Luhan, Jackson Wang, and of course, Kinja's. Yeah. Come on, man. You have an extensive resume that just keeps going. Just a lot of different people who I've <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that I've got to work with. Yeah. And I'm so yeah. like... I'm incredibly blessed to be able to work with and um, a lot of what students ask me over time or for at least at least even for the past like decade is what's your choreography process mm -hmm. like how do you do what you do in right. a sense and it's hard to answer like off the bat of like what that is um, in like a nutshell so I actually kind of got to thinking like what is the choreography process and I think it's, it can be shared across such a larger uh, concept of like what is the in a sense the creative process mm -hmm. you know for for artists or people like us or who aspire to want to do what we do and I got to break it down into uh, well three stages and it's obviously my own interpretation of how I like yeah break things down but the first is uh in essence, learning how to do your craft or like learning how to dance, right? To mm -hmm. do something and to create or to choreograph requires step one. So that's like honing in on your technique, whether it be um, foundation or like learning philosophy or things like that, how you like flow from move to move or like what are you supposed to feel or uh, do you approach it from like a storytelling standpoint? I wanna mm -hmm. like express in this way. They're all like tools to be able to tell a, a, a different purpose, right? Or a bigger purpose. So the first one is really just learning how to dance, learning how to use your tool, mm -hmm. your craft to create. Mm -hmm. And that goes into like the second stage after learning how to do A, B, C, D all the way to Z is how do you express or find it like in your own voice, mm. right? Like even us four sitting here, uh, I can honestly look at each one of us and see such a drastic like change in expression because of simply just the people that we are mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that is just knowing what your voice is and knowing in a sense like how to emote or to mm -hmm, express mm -hmm. we're all such different human beings and the way to express is so unique to the each of us through the experiences that we've had whether it be through Mm, sadness or happiness mm. or or frustration or joy or loneliness or whatever like celebratory those are all different feelings that we have as human beings so finding where you are in a certain stage in your life is to like be in tune and be self-aware with where you are mm. in this very present moment and like right now uh i feel happy <laughs> I've had like a great year. I, I recently got married this year. So hey. if, <laughs> if hey, I were, man. <laughs> hey, thanks guys. If I were to like wrap that up in like a ball into like an expression, how do I use my tool to express what this is, right? Whoa. So that is the first of like using my craft, using your tool of whatever it is to express and emote in a way that is genuine and honest and authentic to mm -hmm. myself. And this is like 
the biggest catalyst, I think, in honesty is to create something real and true or else, um, in a sense, you don't feel it. It's like asking someone who's happy to be sad. Can you create, uh, I don't know, something that's going to make people cry? Mm -hmm. You have to kind of like dig into a different part of your Mm -hmm. life that's maybe not true at the sense now. Mm -hmm. And that maybe digs into a little bit of the deeper um, stages of the choreography process or creativity. But it's like, if I could, ah, if I could explain this feeling to someone, you guys ever played, okay, of course, you guys have played poker before, right? Yeah, yes. I've played some Texas Hold'em in my life. Yeah, huh? I dabble, you know. <laughs> I dibby dab. Good. Uh, <laughs> people always have an innate sense to sense if people are bluffing or not, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In a sense, if you look across the table and like someone's trying to bluff you in a hand of poker, you can tell if they're real or if they're fake. I think it's it's in that sense for artistry too. As human beings, we have like a really innate sense to tell what's genuine and real through whatever platform that is, mm-hmm. like a show, a performer, an actor. Like how can we tell like, oh, that guy was a good actor or that guy was mm-hmm. terrible at acting. It's a genuine sense to know that like something is real when mm-hmm. they deep dig within yourself. So that, um, in a sense, what the choreography process is too, is mm-hmm. being true to yourself to say something real. Mm-hmm. Or else um, I've also created things in the past that like wasn't truly authentic. When I look back, I'm like, that was super whack. <laughs> and that doesn't feel or mean anything to me. And I think the audience has that feeling too. Mm. So if you're an aspiring creator out there, first and foremost, find your voice and be real with it. Mm. Like that's mm. like the biggest indicator of how to reach people is when you're genuine. Yeah. You know? So that's the second. Um, the third is what's it all for? Mm. You have the tools, you have the craft, you have your voice, you know how to express it. Now, what's the purpose, you know? And whether it be for like an industry job or you're just trying to create for the sense of like um, contributing to the world or making it better or assisting in choreography or whatever, um, finding the relatability in yourself to the piece of work that's going to happen. Or like uh, I did something recently. Oh, no, not recently. It's a long time ago now. (laughs) But (laughs) I, I created this piece um, to a little Dicky song called Molly, right? Mm. Yeah, Molly? yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what that it's called. One, yeah. And it's like actually a really, really sad song. But at mm. the time, I was really joyful, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because like I had just met my then um, girlfriend, who's now my wife, and I was just like in a good place. And he was like, hey, can you create to this song? I was like, ah, uh, <laughs> I think I can find a way. Yeah. But like to dig in, in deep into a feeling that I've prior like had was like, okay, how do I spin this in a way that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know? Or um, so the purpose of that is to relate with people on a level um, that they can understand, right? Um, and then from there, it's just stretching the confines of your of your platform or whatever comes into your lap to dig and tap into different parts of the human emotion, you know? Because mm-hmm. everyone feels something, everyone expresses something, but it's like, how do you relate to that in a way? where people can essentially connect and that's right. the purpose, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, those are the three stages at least of what I've kind of broken down into like choreography of learning your craft, finding your voice and finding the purpose. And now replace that word of dance and choreography with whatever it is you do. Yeah. And, you, and you have the tools for expressing in any artistry or platform that you want. If you're a painter, Learn your craft, find your voice, find your purpose. If you want to, I don't know, what's another? Uh, You want to do pottery. Pottery, sure. If you want to do pottery, pottery sure. You want to work at Pottery Barn. You must learn pottery. You got to, sure. You got to, step one, (laughs) learn your craft. Step two, you got to bribe some people. people. Let's be real. I'm just kidding. I'm Um, like, apply for the job. Yeah. And then yeah. show up to Pottery Barn. <laughs> no, but that's, that's like the cool. process, you know? Yeah. And um, people ask me all the time, like, what is the choreography process? I think those are, in essence, 
these steps that are purposeful and what you want to do. Everything else, whether it be like, how do you listen to music? Yeah. Or how do you like storytell? How do you like do this? Honestly, that's all just preference. That's just all curated experiences that I've gone through throughout life that allow me to make decisions with stuff that I like or vibe with, you know, and I'm sure that you guys can relate to that too, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love how you broke it down. I mean, well, one, it was definitely kind of a uh, creation 101 sort of thing. But, and, but what's great is that I think uh, you give a lot of practical um, tools to kind of, for each person to kind of like look into themselves. But the great thing about even what you're saying is that it's going to look different from person to person because everybody is a unique individual. Right. So, um, you know, when you try to find your voice, uh, my voice isn't going to sound like Ving's voice because we're just two different people, you know? So, like, to kind of uh, track, like, a, a sort of a, a pattern or some sort of, like, a, a way to kind of gauge, like, am I doing this? Am I checking these things off? But right. then how that looks from person to person. And even from like time period to time period that changes because as people we evolve and we go through life totally so i mean even from what you're saying uh, you would look at it back on on a piece that you created a long time ago and you can look at it now and be like dang that's like really weird but like you were who you were then but that you're not that person now you know right. what i mean so um i think that's something that to um that it's important for people to um, accept, be accepting of yourself when when you were at that time, and know that um, it's okay to even cringe when looking at something now. But it, just know that that was what you were then, mm -hmm. and embrace who you are now, and like evolve yourself as that artist, right? Totally. Um, but yeah, man, that's really good to to uh, have that sort of roadmap to kind of look at every time you approach creating something. Word, yeah, and I, I totally vibe with that in the sense that. Uh, you know, people usually, and I've seen it time and time again through different artistry, whether it's like dancing or or music or, you know, actually, especially musicians. Like, I think we can all vouch when we've heard something from, um, what's it, let's talk about Kanye, for example. Mm -hmm. His first album compared to, like, whatever this is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jesus is so far and like stretched yeah. and people definitely have a preference. They're just mm -hmm. like, Oh, I miss the old Kanye, which is fair. And that's yeah. fine. And yeah. that's valid. Mm -hmm. But like, I think people have to understand too, that even for like dancers and creatives, we evolve also sure. just through the human expression. Mm -hmm. I will not be dancing the same way I was <laughs> 10 years ago or, you know, in that sense I've evolved and I've learned. And I think, the artist's life is just like that. It's an intake of inspiration through through life and through different things that we go through and we are just in a different place in life. Exactly yeah. like you said, yeah. you know? Um, so when you were kind of early game as a dancer um, and starting to kind of create and choreograph, was the professional route the plan? Were you thinking like, <laughs> I'm doing this because I'm trying to get there? No. <laughs> if you no. yeah, if you asked me like 15 years ago, if I would be sitting here doing a podcast talking about like choreography <laughs> or creativity, I would have lost What's my mind. Podcast? Yeah, what is a podcast? Yeah, what right. is choreography? <laughs> <laughs> what is dance? <laughs> what is life? <laughs> 15 years ago was 2003. Yeah, oh, but, wow. I mean, yeah. so like, like speaking about that though, then so there, if it wasn't necessarily the plan but you ended up here yeah. right um can you speak on on how you feel like um you got here yeah totally i uh i guess now we can dig into history yeah. <laughs> uh back in san diego i i danced with like a bunch of different teams and crews whether uh it was my first team i danced with an all-male group called formality yeah. mm -hmm. i joined when i was 14 yeah whoa and that's like around the time that I literally started dancing and I was like, this is fun. And that's literally all it was, was just a love of just dancing. And I didn't know what to label it or call it. Um, from formality to uh, Future Shock San Diego to eventually Urban Effects, <laughs> which is super old school because that was back in um, 2005, mm -hmm. I think. And just to give, I guess, all the listeners a, a peek into like, that I, I'm now 30, I'm not 30 years old, and this is literally like ha half my life. Yeah, a decade wow. and a half ago when I was yeah. like 14. So 
Uh, I got my first teaching job through um, the director there, Vanessa Andrada. She gave me my first slot. Mm -hmm. I was teaching beginning classes. And at the time, all I wanted to do was create and just share with people what I created. So I was probably a terrible teacher. <laughs> like, I think that's another nugget out there is that being a good choreographer doesn't necessarily mean you're a good teacher, yeah, yeah. you know? So I had to learn that craft in, a, in another sense to be an educator and to uh, teach people how to walk and the journey of what that, uh, that was before, um, allowing them to open the doors to be creative themselves. Yeah. So uh, throughout that... Uh, I've had like so many different inspirations to mold um, that hunger, I mm -hmm. guess, to learn, to want to want to like create. And I'm a byproduct pretty much of like the environment and people who have come before me. My first dance teacher and mentor is this, this guy named KJ Gonzalez. Hey. Uh, yeah, only I guess <laughs> the community folks who have been in the game for a while know of KJ, but he's absolutely incredible. He's a good dude. Yep. He dances like a thousand miles per second. Yeah, a thousand moves per second. He taught me how to dance first, you know, and oh. I jumped into an advanced class thinking I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> and fun fact, that was actually how me and uh, if people are familiar with the name Keone Madrid, that's actually how we started dancing. Who's Keone Madrid? <laughs> that kid from San Diego. Some dude, oh, some guy. dude. I hear he's yeah. I heard he dances too. He's yeah. doing Beyond something. <laughs> Beyonce. 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 I'm totally Beyonce. kidding. Beyond Beyond Babel. Beyond Babel. Go watch it. <laughs> uh, we, we we jump into class together, and I got my world rocked. You know, mm -hmm. because it was. It was like learning how to ride a motorcycle before I could even ride a tricycle, right? right yeah. So in in that conversation, in a sense, too, foundation is so, so, so key and important to understanding the more complex things. Um, I forgot what was I talking about. Uh, um, talking about how you grew up in the dance game, KJ was your teacher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a long story, but I, I, I've gotten a lot of different influences. KJ was one, and on the farther spectrum of that, uh, learning to dance like a thousand miles per hour, I actually ran into this guy named Kevin Brewer, mm. also who was mm -hmm. who was one of my teachers. He's one of the Jabberwockies, and he moves uh, one mile per hour. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's and awesome <laughs> yeah, but he taught me body control, so yeah. it was like so much of the opposite spectrum, um, which kind of honed in how I wanted to dance, and it felt so weird, mm -hmm. but. Uh, uncomfortability is key, right? Yes, it is. To like gain um, more perspective is to put yourself in situations that you've never been before. Mm -hmm. So learning from them and then just picking inspirations along the way is kind of what shaped my style and what I liked or didn't like, mm -hmm. you know, and that's kind of just who I am now. So none of that was like a uh, professional endeavor. It was just, I like dance and I'm inspired by this person and yeah, I love yeah. learning from that person. And then it just kind of, naturally progresses you to another level and you find yourself in different places surrounding yourselves with uh yourself with different people and then so like now at this point like ving's skill level is like okay you're getting skilled you're getting skilled was there this point where you're like hey i think like i want to go for the uh the industry side, uh, maybe not as a dancer, like as a backup dancer. Yeah. Um, d did you uh, want to be more so of a choreographer in that realm? And, and is that how you kind of find yourself in that space now? Or is this something right. that you also just kind of fell into? Uh, a little bit of both. I think obviously intention and like putting your mind towards a goal is so, so important. And for the time, uh, that was the question, so I didn't answer it. But it was like uh, I saw uh, my homie Keone just start traveling, mm -hmm. and he was like, "Hey, man, I'm going to Norway for a month." And I was like, "Why?" <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, I'm going there to teach." And I was like, "You're getting paid?" <laughs> I was like, "That's a thing." Yeah. And for those of you who like don't know a home, like that wasn't a thing at all mm -hmm. to like travel yep. and teach. That has become such a norm now for for dancers and educators but back then it was like what they're gonna pay for everything yeah. and you're just gonna like go work and teach <laughs> so i started to uh kind of just entertain that idea and i was going to school at the same time and i just like wanted to try it too so i like went out and started teaching and started um sharing with people around the world uh for a good um, 
I've been doing this for nearly over 10 years now, mm, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it just struck something to be able to share with people who wanted to learn, yeah. you know, and allow people to like find their own journey and help them discover their own body and their own expression is mm-hmm. so like, you know, it's um, so precious yeah. you know, to me. So like that was the first time I was like, dang, this can be a possible career, you know? Right. And at the time I, like I said, I was going to school mm-hmm. and <laughs> I had every intention in finishing just because like i love my parents you know and i think a lot for a lot of asian american parents that's like the one thing that they ask for right it's like go to school and you can be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever but for my parents they were just like just finish school and i was like okay word i'll do that and i was juggling this thing back and forth so hard but i think um more importantly my dad just saw uh, the scope of how much I was passionate about what I wanted to do that mm-hmm. one day he just sat me down and he was like, you know, school will always be there. Why don't you just dance right now? Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like such a mind blowing thing yeah. to me. I was like, are you sure? I'm like so close to finishing. <laughs> and I was in, I was in college and he was just like, school will always be there. If you ever want to go back to school, you can, but like pursue what you love, yeah. you know? So that was like the first time I was like, holy crap, I have to make it now. (laughs) You know what I mean? But just to speak a little more depth uh, about your skill level at that time, when you were on Urban FX and and, uh, Super Galactic, Mm -hmm. those days, uh, everybody talked about you like like you were the guy that never messed up. (laughs) So that's just a little more context into like his skill level. I don't know about that. I don't no, know. I mean, everybody said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think, yeah, just speaking on that and going along with what your dad is saying is that he's seeing the level of how serious you were taking this thing, right? You weren't like kind of dancing and you weren't just, and, and I'm sure like he'd probably seen you. He was like, wow, he is good, you know? And so um, I think it takes one, like shout out your dad. That takes like a very, yeah, shout um, out your dad, you know, dude. wise and sort of um, open-minded individual. And I know you know, culturally Asian parents uh, aren't typically like that. They're not very mm-hmm. supportive right off top of their kids pursuing something in the arts because, sure, it's a uh, it's it's not as um, traditionally uh, carved out to be this like uh, surefire success path. Right. Um, but I mean, if they um, again being open minded and trusting of their kids, and also um, I do shout out to the parents who are down to let their kids kind of figure out their life for themselves yeah, versus for sure. like. Uh, I need to make sure my kid like follows this thing that I created for them, you know, um, because it's you you learn your own life skills by making your own decisions, making your own mistakes. Totally. So, uh, I mean, your dad being able to see that and then seeing how seriously you were taking it, like being that kid that was like never messing up. It's like, well, it takes that kind of work to not uh, mess up on stage and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, that's really cool that you had your parents support because i mean i think that's also something that we get a lot of questions about you know like, sure. how do i how do i get my parents to support me in dance you know it's like well are you good <laughs> like, maybe, maybe you need to be really good first <laughs> and then maybe your parents will support you yeah <laughs> you know? and for sure <laughs> along that thought yeah. too i also get a lot of like questions from you know like younger kids yeah. or even kids in college who are like dance is the only thing that brings me happiness mm, like how can i yeah. how can i do this thing uh or should i like finish school and they're like they're asking well, not even me i'm even sure like you guys you know like what yeah. do i do and in that sense it's um i think for me it's just like count the cost you know yeah. like it, it's not laid in your lap if i say yeah do it then you're gonna succeed yeah if you really want to pursue and like make this your mission to be happy and give up things like that, I'm, not, I'm on, honestly not telling you to quit school. <laughs> yeah. Like school is so important, but like it's really counting the cost. Like w- what do you want to pursue and how hard are you going to work at this? Because every um, dancer or aspiring person that you see uh, in front of you that you look up to, even the men in this room is like, we counted the cost and we yeah. said, this is what we love and we're going to work our blood, sweat and tears to make it happen. So I've, even in that sense, it's like, are you willing to do that too? Yeah. I, there's, there's no rule of thumb to um, finding success in anything. It's not like if I've done this, all you have to do is repeat what I did and then you'll get the same result. Totally. Um, so, I mean, yeah, the, the schooling question is a big thing because 
Um, yeah, it's like people think, oh, well, college is the, the, the natural thing that should follow high school. And then, you know, you find your major and then you get a job in that field and the rest of your life is kind of made out for you, which obviously is not true. You know what I mean? Right. I, I did finish college, but I mean, I'm not in the field of what I majored in, you know, but like I think the experience and the, the um, you know, the, the hard work and the discipline that you learn with something like school you can kind of carry those principles on into other things, you know. Totally. What I mean? Yeah. Um, I think another big thing that uh, you know, up and coming creatives, whether you're dancing or just an artist of some sort, inspiration's a, a big thing, right? People mm-hmm. say or ask like, how, like, what are you inspired by? Um, how do you stay inspired? What happens when you lose inspiration? Like, what are your thoughts towards uh, all those inspiration questions? Yeah, I think. It's it's a valid question, and I think it's fair. And there just comes bad days for everybody, right? Or like even like I am at a choreography block, or I don't know how to proceed. Um, I guess in a very practical sense is at least for me, I just take a step back, I put it on pause. Mm. Um, I'll go outside, take a walk, or or just look for inspiration elsewhere that could spark just a new perspective change. Because I think most of the time when we run into those. Uh, days where we don't feel inspired it's really it's really because we're like in front of a wall you know mm-hmm. and if you can find a way to like scale it and like look around the corner and be like hmm like how can i how can i pass this maybe i just won't go this way and i'll take the long way around mm-hmm. you know it's like finding new inspiration for yourself to um see the world in a way that you never have before mm. you know do you um do you look into other places outside of dance to gain inspiration Oh, a hundred percent. Inquiring minds would like to know. Uh, well, I mean, I even want to just take this time to like shout out people in the dance community that have like uh, just given me a lot of inspiration other than like my mentors of like um, KJ and KB, like everyone in Kinja's as well. The vast talent level and style level inside of Kinja's like in itself if i feel uninspired i'll just go and be like oh what's this guy doing mm-hmm. oh dang okay i'm good <laughs> you know <laughs> or yeah. like uh guys like keone like i grew up with him but like he's changing the world like mm-hmm. every day yeah. you mm-hmm. know uh sean evaristo uh fun fact i i wouldn't be dancing without that guy i would have stopped when i was mm-hmm. 19 Whoa. but yeah that was um i don't know if you should dig into that or not Whoa. let's dig into that <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> what's that story about yeah, um okay real quick tangent uh sean that's when he started movement lifestyle mm-hmm. and at that time i was like 19 or 20 and i was gonna quit dancing like straight up Whoa. um and at that time me and keone and mari came up with this show that we put on youtube um it was called shiza i don't remember was it, it the boy, King, boys kingdom made stuff or no is that something is it else? boys and girls with short hair no, <laughs> it, it, it was before Kingdom Made, oh, okay. but we, we put out something and it was really just about like our faith in God yeah. and our and our spirituality. Oh, the, ML, the ML video? Yeah, the oh, ML okay. video. If you can yeah. find it, it's Oh, for on. sure. I'm going to link to that oh, in the show notes. Okay, cool. Mike's going to find it. I think I know exactly where it is. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and after that, we were all going to actually stop dancing. But, um, Dang, it's wild. Oh, yeah. I remember that when they were talking, when we did the interview with them, they mentioned that time too. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah it yeah. was a really pivotal time for all of us. And we received so much great feedback from it. And I guess one of the most earth shaking, uh, emails we got was from this young kid who was contemplating on taking his life, you know? Wow. And because of seeing that, he was just like, I have a change of thought and a change of heart. And I want to try this life again, give it a second shot. And in in that sense, if dance can change the world like that, it was just like, what else can I do that's going to be greater, you know? So in that sense, um, I met Sean and I was telling him the story of like how I wasn't going to dance anymore. And he was like, just give it another shot. Like, come over to ML (laughs) (laughs) and uh, just, you know, experiment and create and choreograph and teach and if if you hate it, you hate it. You don't have to do it anymore. Yeah. So I actually owe a lot to him in that sense for giving me another platform to like share what I do. That's amazing. Sick. Yeah. Um people like Sean and Lyle, Benigo who was on here earlier, yeah. yep. Ian, Brian, Chris, Larkin, all these people I look up to in the dance realm, um, even creatively, 
uh, how to go about different choreography or like creative processes. But outside of dance, uh, I love film. I love music. Mm. I, I gain so much from watching movies, and Mike's giving me a look right now. <laughs> what kind of movies? <laughs> we, we watch movies and talk about movies all the time because it's another platform yeah. for artistic expression, you yeah. know? And it, sure, it can be like a popcorn flick, or it could be just so, so insightful where it like changes your, your views in your life. So movies, uh, music, I actually don't really listen to one type of music. I'm always jumping around to like different genres and stuff. Um, currently for the past few months, I've been in this weird music funk. Like I haven't been listening to anything like popular <laughs> right now for yeah. another word or like hip hop and R and B. Yeah. I listen to jazz all the time yeah. and I actually recently just started dipping into blues. So just, Whoa. wow, you're going down the rabbit hole. Uh, yeah, I know. But yeah. it's just so cool. Like I wouldn't have done this before when I was younger. Cause I'd be like, this is old music, <laughs> but there's just so much like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's just so much history and so much rich culture in it For that sure. like I'm gaining so much from it and I'm already finding new ways to move through that versus just the, the scope and the like the kaleidoscope of like hip hop and R&B it's like well what if you could present it in this way if you're like you know in this blues club mm. or this jazz club what will your body language say then you know so that's like a yeah thing. I, I want to touch on that because you're you, you talked about your creation process um, mm. and then you said like step one is like you got to know your foundation right you got to mm. know how to move in order for you to move the way you want to move and the way that you want to articulate movement through that voice that you have right mm -hmm. and when i look at whether it's um, music or art or anything like really sort of pop cultural um like nothing's like new underneath the sun everything's kind of a, a reinvention uh, or a a reimagined right. way to to present something that's already kind of been done mm. and um i think that's the beautiful thing about art is that it, it the reason why it hits us and it feels so good is that it's something familiar yet it's different. totally it's like whoa like i that's kind of like this but it's so brand new in the way that they presented that and so when you're talking about things like old music like jazz or blues that when we were kids like man my parents listen to that stuff, so it's boring <laughs> but now that we're getting older you're finding an appreciation for it and then you're utilizing something that's seemingly old or something that was before your time and finding an appreciation and then allowing that to enter your vocabulary totally so that your voice can reimagine that and so that it, uh, the next ving piece someone will be like yo that was like different like, like where'd you get that song or why'd you move in this way it's like because i've been listening to jazz and yeah, yeah yeah like, totally 100 like, whoa and then now something old becomes new and recreated and i think that's just a little tidbit for you know the listeners uh you know when hey when your parents say something was dope don't just shut it off man they, they actually know some cool stuff they do know a lot you know? of cool stuff yeah. except yeah. The, that ring my bell song that my mom used to love <laughs> i still i still don't like that. hey man you don't know you could create something some really magical out of that dude like some christmas like a santa claus yeah, there you go and then this porch yo like, ring my bell ring my or a cafeteria lady during lunchtime oh ring there you go there you go your next video you don't like that song i i like that song <laughs> you Got yeah. Me. Got me. <laughs> no, okay. no, totally. Everything yeah. is always recycled, regurgitated, and re-inspired through yeah. the lens of who we are now. And in that yeah. sense, we're we're kind of like um, just mirrors in that sense, right? Once we we the light hits us in a certain way, we reflect it back in a way that makes sense to us, in the way yeah. that people connect to. Amazing. Yeah. Love it, man. Love it. Um, so, okay, so speaking of, uh, like, staying on top of your game, keeping that knife sharp, so staying inspired is a huge thing. You find your inspiration from music, movies, mm -hmm. other dancers. Um, on, like, a physical training tip, though, so do you do things that are on top of just taking a bunch of classes and doing your drills? Like, uh, is a workout regimen, health to, yeah, what's, what's that like? How does Ving stay fit and keep that knife sharp dancing obi <laughs> i don't do anything no <laughs> i just wake up like this no i'm just kidding I, i'm literally following ben over here <laughs> like when when you're talking about diet and exercise this guy's the epitome of that but yes it is definitely um one aspect of that and mm -hmm. i think like i said now that i'm 
30 years old like I'm, I'm about to it's just like a new decade to look at it's like how do I keep doing what I love without my body breaking down because that's right. what happens you know and I think that as young dancers uh, pursue this career path that's something that you have to think about it and think about um, how to best like you said sharpen this knife mm-hmm. right and I have not been working out to be completely honest with you but uh it's definitely important. I think before, well, I'm just gonna be very honest here. I like haven't worked out since my wedding. <laughs> it's okay, man. You can you can pull that card, dude. It's okay. Like I said, dancing only. I don't have to try anymore. My wife still loves me. No, <laughs> no but like before that, it's like um, it's like a muscle, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if you want to keep doing what you do, you maintain it or you make it stronger. So like um, working out. Uh, like three, four times a week, whether it be like strength, strength conditioning, um, endurance training, or um, literally just repetition of mm-hmm. like moves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely important and key. And I've like used to work out back in the day just for like aesthetic and like looking, you know, for like yeah. girls being like, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but to be in all honesty, I think that's why CrossFit is so huge now. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not just about the aesthetic, it's the function. Functional, yeah. So even for us as dancers, finding that function of like working on our legs, our glutes, our calves, like stretching is yeah. so, so important for really e- is. extension of range and, um, or just moving. Yeah, totally. Yeah. If you don't like train your body in a certain way, it, it's going to lose its function. It's going to lose its like range and mobility. So, uh, I actually started doing yoga maybe like two years ago. Yeah. Like breathing, stretching, um, and diet is super important. Um, I don't know if I can speak much on that, (laughs) (laughs) but I do, I do know that heavier like meats and carbs make me slower and you can feel that like if you eat a lot of like vegetables greens uh lean meats uh drink tons of water you feel worlds of a difference Mm. you know yeah Yeah. um okay so the the concept of dance being a sport i know that that's something that kinjas is kind of uh, we've been like really that's been in our headspace um, a lot lately. You know, even our last arena LA set was kind of uh, inspired by that concept. Um, and uh, and sure, it's hard, or it, maybe it can't be like bottled into what we traditionally think of as sports because it's an art form. Um, but is in your mind, um, do you consider dance a sport in, in in any kind of capacity? And if so, what does that look like to you? Well, for sure. I mean, even what we do in the athletic sense, like you jump into a class or you jump into like a club and you're dancing around, you're sweating. Mm -hmm. Like no matter what, being an athlete is using your body as a means to like, you know, pass the the human like possibility, right? Mm -hmm. You're like pushing that limit. And even as dancers, we have that capability as well. Mm -hmm. You you see people like um, Philip Chabib, like Pac-Man, the stuff that he does uh maybe not necessarily wouldn't say like oh wow he's like an athlete because he's so strong but look at his like range right. and his flexibility mm-hmm. to create the shapes that he does or you know um who's someone farther like bone breakers when you see them like doing all this crazy stuff or or sh- people from chicago doing like chicago footwork or house all this stuff is so generated by practice right mm-hmm. and through training mm-hmm. that yeah, dancers very much are athletes. Mm. And, like, to make it our sport is uh, to, like, wear the banner and say that, yeah, like, we can push ourselves in this way. And, like, this is the new standard for what a dancer is. And you can work yourself to get here, too, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does take just as much training, athleticism, discipline um, to, yeah, be able to physically execute in ways that are effective, right? Um, yeah, it's amazing, man. Um so when it comes to things that you do for um, kinjas to uh, choreographing for an artist to just your own creative outlet, um, do you kind of approach all those things the same in terms of your mentality? Or do you think differently based off of like, oh, this is a job. I need to think this way. This is for myself. I can be free. Or this is for kinjas. So it has to be like ninja related or whatever. Like, do you, Or is it all just kind of the same? Right. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely hear what you're saying. I think that throughout certain things, there will be times when uh, 
like there are times when I want to do things of like my own expression. Like I want to create this because I want to, but because there's a, or different jobs or visions to create, mm. there's, there's different expressions that are laid in front of you. Right. Um, it's finding a way to relate to what it is in a very personal way and very genuine way that gives me the want and mm -hmm. desire and the passion to pursue it. Because if not, I'm just creating moves and you know, there's nothing wrong with that, right. but to be able to be fulfilled in that sense and to, um, maybe connect with it in a way people feel connection, right? Mm -hmm. So whether it be through, uh, choreographing for an artist or like, can you do this song? Like relating to this song and a piece of the like human expression is step one, you know? defining a real way to do it and i think people feel the love in that mm -hmm. you know do you have any um sort of like aspirations outside of dance aspirations outside any of future dance. goals any sort of like i need to accomplish this before <laughs> i die <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's definitely things on the table uh in terms of uh well even just creating new projects or shows or stuff that's always going to be there because that's a, a love for it but down the line of course, uh, bodies will expire, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and um, me and Anthony have always <laughs> dreamed of opening up a pho restaurant. Hell because, yeah. <laughs> and this is literally just dreaming. We Every country we go to together, me and Anthony travel around all the time. Like, we, we're, like, attached at the hip, yeah, yeah. in that sense. And uh, we, we always try to find pho places in the most <laughs> random places in the world, like Russia or Germany or, yeah. you know, Asia and uh, like Japan. We, we usually manage to find some. So it's pretty yeah, awesome. But we love pho. I can eat a breakfast, lunch and dinner. I can put an IV to my arm right now. <laughs> for pho. But uh, that's yeah. something in the future. Um, definitely as an educator, too, for 10 plus years now, it's. I would love to pour into the next generation mm. of dancers. Mm -hmm. I, I see so much potential and room for growth and people who want to just learn from um, not only myself, but like the Kinja. So that's something that we want to open up potentially mm -hmm. is like uh, more programs and more groups that people have a place where they can belong, you know, and a place where they can express and be true to themselves. Love it, man. I can't wait till this fun restaurant opens up, dude. <laughs> it's going to be our favorite spot. It's like a, a fun spot slash training center. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, dude. We're going to do a lightning round with you, man. Whoa. We're going to fire Whoa. off lightning. some. Ho, 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 what, some is that, what does that mean? What does that mean? Hey, We're just going to fire. You got to just answer first thought that comes to your mind. Uh, you can elaborate on things if you want, but uh, point is to just... Let your free thought just go, man. <laughs> okay. I'm scared. Well, Don't let's be scared. Go. This is always yeah. fun. All right. Lightning round in three, two, one. Who pushes you the most? Currently, um, I would say Anthony Lee. Ooh, Mainly more. because <laughs> more than your wife, <laughs> oh, she pushes me every day. She pushes me every day. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Anthony is pushing me in ways that I uh, have never thought possible. Not only is he like a good choreographer or dancer, he's an incredible leader and yeah. with like such an artistic vision and scope that I have not seen past, you know, so that's something that he's pushing me and challenging me to do. Sick. I agree. <laughs> Marvel or DC? Ooh, wow. Oh wow! Through through, a, dang it, Mike, you <laughs> set me up. I will have to admit that Marvel films are killing the game. There's yeah. no doubt about that. But for history, history and like nostalgia, DC. Agreed. Wow. Yeah. Um, favorite choreography piece you ever made? Favorite one? Favorite choreo? Oh man, that's so hard. <laughs> it's, yeah. Each of them are such different expressions and different chapters. First one off the top of your head. <laughs> Uh, this is something that people have never seen, but I actually created something when I proposed to Gabri, my wife. It's, uh, I won't say the song, but, uh, we will, we'll definitely work on a project of that nature in the future, but Sick. currently that's my favorite one because it means a lot. Wow. Favorite, so favorite Naruto character. Ooh. Uh, can I name two? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> There's no rules, right? <laughs> Which one's more important? <laughs> 
Which one's more important? <laughs> Dang. Uh, nah, I'll have to say Kakashi nice. and Itachi. Kakashi because of like the leadership role that he has and he's just freaking cool. Itachi because he's selfless in the sense that he gave up everything. Wow. That's good. Yeah. Nice. You're yeah. so hot right now. <laughs> oh, uh, thanks, Charlie. Uh, <laughs> least favorite dance job. <laughs> uh, we don't want to burn bridges over hey, here. Yeah. We don't have to mention names. All then, I want to know is names. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, maybe that's a, not a, not a good question. Ben, 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 to you. Uh, let's say uh, favorite thing about Kinjas. Let's keep it light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> favorite thing about Kinjas is that as much business as we do, we are for real family. Like, wow. we live day in and day out through all the good and the bad together. Wow. That's good. I feel like people always want to hear this. Favorite movie of all time? Wow. Of all time? Of all time. And people have the hardest time answering this <laughs> question, too. I know. Do you want to give us some time? You nope. have, lightning you round. Have lightning round right now. Oh, damn. Really? <laughs> <laughs> As Bing backs away from the mic. Ooh, good narrating, good narrating. Uh, are we, are we going to stick to this one? Uh, no. The Dark Knight. Ooh, Dark Knight. Nice. Wow, okay. Christopher Nolan. DC. <laughs> yeah. um, and are there any books that uh, changed your life? Is there like one book that you would recommend to any young person that made a big impact on you that you would like to share really fast? In this lightning round. <laughs> really fast, huh? In this lightning round. <laughs> uh, can I name two? You sure can. One, yeah. obviously the Bible. Uh, yep. I'm, I'm a believer and I'm a Christian and that has changed my whole life and will continue to change my whole life. Beautiful. Um, one book that I read recently that totally just um, blew my brain was this book called 21... Uh, oh, shoot. What is it called? Uh, it was something stretch something. Oh, okay. Got it. I think it's called <laughs> 21 like laws of leadership or something like that. Okay. It's by John C. Maxwell. It okay. like, uh, just blew my mind. He's an incredible leader and like an author. And I just learned so, so much from it just in, in the role of a leader and how, um, self like sacrificing and selfless you have to be to be in that role and that's something that i'm learning every day is to be less selfish and more selfless wow that's dope that's dope uh biggest fear biggest fear uh i used to always have these crazy nightmares of like being stranded in the middle of the ocean with nothing and i think maybe just the vast space of not knowing what's underneath me like freaks me out mm. I'm the same. Open water freaks me out. Yeah, dude. open water. Like, yes, we know more about the surface of the moon than we do our oceans. That mm -hmm. that's scary. Just watch some like videos on YouTube or something. Yeah. It'll freak you oh, out. Wow. Did, aliens did you guys get scared from watching Castaway? If I was Tom Hanks, yeah, I would have been <laughs> terrified. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I like. I always like this question. Um, less of, more of. So, what would you like to see people? in this world do less of divide uh i think in the current state of our country it's just undeniable that we're we're divided and it's um there's a lot of like just hate and just ignorance that's going around mm -hmm. less uh of that more of empathy mm -hmm. i think if people had more natural empathy to put their um their feet into the shoes of another man the more understanding you'll be of one another Good. Wow. Favorite city you've taught in? Uh, honestly, I would have to say Seoul, Korea. Sick. Nice. Mainly because they are just so hungry to learn and to like be a good teacher is only half the battle. To be a good student is the other half. And they're just hungry and their foundation is on point and they're there to just learn. And what more can you ask for as a teacher is when you have students who want to learn. Yep. That's dope. On that note, um, so your golden rule, like what is your your personal golden rule life mantra? I guess uh, um, not exactly my like life mantra, but maybe just to wrap everything up in a nice bow of like, especially what we've been talking yeah. about is 
always strive to learn something new. Mm. And I think maybe that's just the nature of who I am. I'm still like trying to learn every day. But the more I learn and the more I like strive to more uh, reveals um, just more of who I am. Mm. You know, it's just like getting a more rounder picture of the man that I was and who I want to be. So always strive to learn more. Never settle for less. Wow. That's a pretty freaking golden rule, man. That's That's a good good. rule. It's really good. And I don't think we've heard that before. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, not that everyone repeats it. Not that everyone's you. Yeah. There's only one you. No one is. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good, man. Um, Where can people find your journey, man? Plug all your social media and all that stuff. Oh, word. Um, You can follow me on my Instagram handle. It's uh, Ving. It's V, but the number one, V1NH. Twitter, the same. Facebook is facebook.com slash ving official i think or you can find me i guess most notably in in, in a nutshell on my website it's vingcreative.com nice dope i will link to all of that in the show notes or email me like let's talk uh, I'm, I'm always down to email him. <laughs> yeah or even just work together with other people and i'm always you know an open door yeah ving i gotta say man um you blow my mind bro like even from this the, the, this podcast and um, the conversation we had before we even started recording this and seeing the level of preparation and like the reason why I feel like you do these things is because you really care, period. Yeah. And you really care about um, the things that you find important in your life. And so whether that's your personal artistry to um, Kinja's to the message that you want to put out to the people that are following you. Um, I mean, you mentioned yourself as an educator. And um, yeah, education and or being uh, being able to educate people is not uh, some automatic thing that happens just because you yourself are talented in some way. Like you have to put in thought to what am I going to say to this person if they ask me something? Or if I have like just this little moment in time, what am I going to give you that I feel like is actually going to be helpful for you? Um, not everybody even cares to that degree. Um, and if they do, they don't they don't have the tools to necessarily articulate those things. Um, right, so, you, one, man, I appreciate that. Um, and, and on top of all that, man, everything that you're doing on a movement level, um, you're personally one of my favorite movers, and to this day, I'm super inspired by the way that you create, to the way that you uh, conduct yourself in a rehearsal space. Though everything is so meticulously well thought out, you are always having fun. We're always laughing. You know what I'm saying? And like that just is a part of your personality. So I think I, you you bring that energy in the Kinjas. Um, such a, a vital asset to what we're doing here at Kinjas, man. And to just as a brother to like run alongside somebody like yourself, um, somebody who's always a constant student, like you just said, always learn something new, um, never settling for less. It's always just a really good reminder for myself as well as I'm sure all of us will attest to those things. Uh, That's what makes Kinja's um, straight up just magical. You know what I mean? It's the brotherhood thing that uh, we're we're gonna constantly feed off of people being that you know what I mean. So, um, dude, you're an inspiration to us here, to tons of people around the world. You know what I mean. And uh, just want to say thank you, man. And, and you're doing good. Keep going. <laughs> dude, thank you, man. I, I I really appreciate that. I honestly have no words. But thank you. I, I always want to like pursue everything to like my hundred percent and even this platform to have this podcast to like talk to people or even like want to hear is so vital so even you guys in this here it's freaking amazing Sick. thank you guys i love you ving i've always loved you <laughs> I, I love you even more now that i know that you know you're so you're you're a very goofy guy but you're very <laughs> mature you're a visionary you kind of are like kakashi yeah i wow. could see that hey. Thanks, man. I yeah, I actually wasn't really that goofy. Uh, I can be a very very serious person. It's it's hot or cold. <laughs> oh really? Oh, shit. I mean, oh, I said that. I said it can't be censored. 
Yeah. yeah. So thanks again, man, for chatting it up. Mike, what's up, dude? Missed you, man. Hey, missed you guys too. Uh, but for all show notes, you can uh, check those out in the description below. Uh, you can find us at kinjas.com slash podcast and look out for the Black Friday deals that are coming up. Oh, uh, we got a lot to share for you guys. Black Friday, Thanksgiving, my favorite holiday. You got a lot of stuff to share. There's a whole bunch of stuff out there. Oh, I rhymed. <laughs> I'm sorry that I keep killing these flows. <laughs> I want to say my piece, you know. Keep going, foul. We'll see you guys next time. Hey. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Thank you. <ya. laughs>